Attention, please. The show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Electricity here in Columbia. Well, has been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Wooden Price Stadium is second to none. And the rain breaks out in Columbia. It is good! Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes. Uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! You believe the Cops have won this game. Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Watch him celebrate now. Bill My wife doesn't like hanging around losing. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell him, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. could mistake that Gamecock chant for what you heard last night at Founders Park as South Carolina batted the Tigers right out of the ballpark. Greetings and a good early morning and happy good Friday and Easter weekend. Welcome aboard Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios. If you are just flipping through social media or YouTube or TheBigSpur.com or wherever you pick us up and you're going, well, now wait a second here. Did I have too much to drink last night? No, you didn't. Uh, we have accommodated for Gamecock Baseball's first pitch of what possibly could be a day-night doubleheader, uh, depending on whether uh, that will get going at noon o'clock. We'll give you a weather update here. Noon o'clock. At noon, 12 o'clock, uh, we'll give you a weather update here in just a moment. JC, JB, and Phil, and uh, we will certainly recap uh, what – transpired inside of Founders Park as the top-ranked Tigers came into town and they left at least temporarily with their tail between their legs. Uh, We'll see if Carolina can get it rolling today and get a series victory over number one, which could vault them to number one, believe it or not. Uh, But uh, time will tell. With that, Meredith Taylor and Michael Manus will join us as well for day two of their added coverage of the Masters. Uh, It is underway. They started early today. Uh, just like the Gamecocks will over in Augusta, Augusta and uh, Brooks Kepka is at the top of the leaderboard at eight under. We, we are in the Signorama Studios, and they are the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. Over 8,000 folks poured into the stands last night, and they all basically entered from center field, and they all got to see the national championship banners, just some of the artwork that is surrounding the campus of Carolina, and all of that is done by Signorama in Columbia. Sinorama.com. Gamecock owned and operated our friend Matt Vaughn. Not the Matt Vaughn that pitched at Clemson and at Somerville. This is Matt Vaughn, the Gamecock. He runs a wonderful, wonderful business up there. So anything you need in the sign industry, that's where you want to go. Sinorama.com. And of course, our master's coverage all week long is teed up by our friends at Traveling Country Club. Travelingcountryclub.com. It is the coolest club in the Carolinas. Michael Manis is the owner. He'll be on video today. We'll be able to see him. He played golf for Carolina. And he informed us yesterday he caddied the Masters twice for Bill Haas back in 2010 and in 2011. 
Uh, so going to get a little bit more into that uh, with uh, with uh, Michael Manus in just a little while. But, guys, I mean, here we go. I mean, it's uh, – I know everybody loves their football and those type things, but there's been kind of a wait-and-see type feel for some people at Carolina. I'm not sure what else you can wait on. Uh, you know, if you're waiting for them just to, to – to win a national championship in order to say, well, I'm a believer again. Shame on you. Uh, this team is 28 and three. And last night was as big of a victory as they've had all year long, guys. And, um, you know, weather permitting today, they've got a chance to win a series. That's what it's about winning that series. I'm sure all hands are on deck in game two. And we'll just have to see how it unfolds. But JC and Phil. One of the things we mentioned yesterday that Justin Smoke said was just gear up to hit the fastball and go from there. Well, Ethan Petrie and Braylon Wim are geared up, and not only did they hit the fastball, it went a long damn way out of left field, and that got them going. And from there, it was all but over for the LSU Tigers. How about that? Um, I talk over and over again about responding, right? And uh, these guys – continue to respond. I mean, you go into a game against a pitcher like that, it was basically like Randy Johnson, you know. I mean, that's uh, it's tough uh, to face a guy like that. And uh, the guys responded, you know. And the weather delay, uh, I think, you know, I, I'm not going to say that that helped Carolina, but it, it probably did. But uh, it, it, to, to help him get into the bullpen. Uh, we lost your audio, JC. Yeah, can't hear him. No. He's just uh, talking to just himself. Me. I'm not sure what. There he is. Kind of. Well, no. Uh, no, but I mean, well, you know, yeah. I remember sending you the tweet last night just saying, like, yep, just make solid contact and away they fly. You know, I woke up yeah. with a ball well, in my backyard this morning. So. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know if that was Petri's or if that was Wimmer's, but, um, yeah. Well, I, I'm pretty sure – what Nate Atkins caught Wimmers, right? The one-handed grab wasn't yeah. that the one? So funny, <laughs> funny story on that. I, my cousin Alyssa, uh, graduated last year from Carolina, and she, I was supposed to be up there for the whole series, but with the weather changes and the kids being off school, I wasn't able to go. Alyssa texted me and she said, "Are you here?" And she's like our firstborn, basically, but she's my cousin who's twenty-four, and um, and I said, "No, I'm I'm not." And uh, she said, okay, well, that ball that just got hit out of the ballpark landed in Nate Adkins' hand. She was there with Nate. She's friends with him. He dates a friend of hers. And I said, you're kidding me. And I said, well, that's not shocking. The dude catches everything. And then within about five minutes, everybody had gotten it, you know, and it started making its way through social media. But she was right in the thick of it. There was a bunch of football players, I think, over there. And, um, so, yeah, yeah, to your point, uh, yeah, Nate Atkins, the one-handed catch thing, he's it's becoming a trend for him. The next, yeah. Yeah. My man doesn't need two hands for anything. Yeah, got to need two hands for nothing. He's only, you know. And, and, and you know what? The Atkins family, I'm learning, I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm beginning to learn that they are big, big baseball fans because when I every game I've been to at Founders, Greg Atkins has been there. I actually briefly shook his hand and talked to him at one of the games. And uh, and I've seen him on TV a, cu- a couple of weeks ago. We hit, Somebody hit a ball out of the yard to 
right field. It cleared the bullpen and went right over Greg Adkins' head. Yeah. Yep. So he didn't reach up and try to Let's catch keep... it, but his son did in left field. Let, let, Let's keep the Atkins around all sporting events, you know. Let, let's, yeah, uh, right. Let, let's exactly. keep them. And, they need to uh, place I, one all over the ballpark in the outfield. We, we need, to, need to keep talking about the Lando Lakes lady because, boy, that, that really got Petrie going last night, right? And, uh, yeah, we gotta, uh, it's, uh, it's a superstitious game. I uh, look. I, I, I text. I text Whittle this morning. You guys remember in Major League when they got to be good and they did that American Express commercial? Uh, yeah. I texted Whittle this morning. I was like, at least all the care. I mean, we got fifteen Carolina Rise guys on this team. Uh, most of the guys, you know, we need to get them all and then do a commercial. Hey, we're the Gamecocks. You may not have heard of us for about ten years, but we're back <laughs> in the tuxes. You know, that was a, that was a, that was that was hilarious. Get Kingston out there, hi, you know. Yeah. But uh, hey, I'll I tell you, we're back. I mean, that's that back. Yeah, that, that 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 phrase. We're back. We're back, Mortimer. We're back. Well, <laughs> I, that's I that's all I could think about last night was this program is back. This program yeah. is back. Well, everybody's kind you of know, feeling that, that sense of it now. There's no more. I mean, you know, although yeah, I'm sure there's some people they're like, well, that was just one game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. One grudge against the, you know, the number one pick. And it, well, that was only three innings against him. Like, ah, Fire tanner. A freshman well, took I, that I, guy yard for the first time this year. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then Wimmer hurt his feelings after that. Yeah. Yep. I, look, you know. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, again, it's about winning series, but you wanted to come into this and not get not get swept. That's always goal number one. And then goal number two is win the series and so on. Right. Um, But but they they the the reason that they I I think that the there is even more confidence now today. And again, it's baseball, so it can change in a hurry. Is you beat the dude. You know, like you beat the dude. The dude is done. He's he can't he's not pitching anymore this series and you beat him with a guy. And I mentioned this this morning with Gunner. And by the way, uh, Phil, you and you and I will get uh, JC and, and Bill Gunner in a room and beat him with a bag full of needles. At some point, 31 games into the season, he's the best freshman in the country. It's Ethan Petrie. Yeah. Petrie. (laughs) Petrie. Uh, I keep calling him Petrie. Yeah. But that's, I'm sure Gunner's winning off on because I texted hey, him this morning. I said, Gunner, what more does this kid have to do for you to get his name right, dude? Petri. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. Petri. It's a missed Petri. opportunity to not nick, not nickname this kid Dish. Yeah. Lando Lakes. How about Lando like Lakes? Like yes. I said, butter. But everybody forgive me, by the way. I'm butter. working on the, on the hat brim but, for the new hat that JC sent. But, I mean, but but here's something that doesn't need to get lost. And, I, I, and I'll, I'll – I'll, sign off after this and let y'all take it to break and to uh, take us until we get to break because we got Whittle coming up in five minutes the home runs are the big story beating um beating uh the, the kid from LSU big story beating number one big story I'll be honest with you as big of a story I won't say that it's bigger but it could be in the long run Will Sanders Will yeah. Sanders, okay, yep. because and I and I I've mentioned this, and I said it this morning on one seven five, and I and I don't, I'm, I don't, you don't want to make it about you, so I'm not trying to make this about me, but this, but this is just an observation I've had since day one. Of we've mentioned it around here a lot. He had to get his changeup going. 
If he's got his changeup going, I get it. Location, fastball, this, that, and the other, missing up. Those are all part of it. I know. But when his changeup is working, he's working. And last night was the best it's been all year. And even when he missed on a couple of fastballs here and there, that changeup allowed him to continue to pitch the way that he wanted to because it was on. So if that break or whatever happened for a week that King and JP came up with and said, let's give this guy a, quote, reset, if that's what it took and we get, like, those Will Sanders back that at least I've seen pitch, uh, I know a lot of others have seen pitch, like that Will Sanders, watch out, boys and girls. Yeah. Jack, you got the Chicago fireballer on the mound here at noon. Jack Mahoney. Well, Mahoney. Uh, yeah, you know, he's not going to be emotional or anything. <laughs> I mean, that guy, he gets fired up. I get fired up watching him warm up, you know. And so uh, it's going to be pretty good atmosphere this afternoon. Like, uh, I looked at the forecast. Actually, I was texting with Whittle earlier. I didn't even know he was coming on today. I was just like, I mentioned that commercial. I was like, hey, we need to do this commercial. It's funny. I'm so happy. And uh, then uh, JB text Whittle's on it. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'll talk to you later. Uh, but he showed me the forecast, and he said they may get it in uh, just yeah. from what he saw. Nice. Uh, and so that'd be great. Yep. And, and look, if, if you can't play the third, uh, you just and you can get two and move on. I think you take it if you're the Gamecocks. Just go get ready to go to Nashville next week, which is not going to be easy. No, <laughs> so uh, and they're not. None of oh. them are going to be easy for the next foreseeable future. Well, and remember the five five inning rule too. You know, if they can if they can get one in and they can attempt to start game three, five, you can complete a game after five innings. Yeah. Uh, so you know, and that could obviously come to play in game two as well. Um, but um, but yes, you you can do that. So uh, John uh, asked, would they not make up the third game? They would not. Uh, they would not do that. The SEC season. With midweeks included and with the fact that you play every single weekend until the SEC tournament, uh, they will not uh, make this make a game up if they lose it. So they're going to yeah, do everything just... they can. And remember, it's not the rain, guys. Screw the rain. Who cares? If it rains, it rains. It's, it's the lightning. I mean, unless it's cats mm-hmm. and dogs that are falling out of the sky. But uh, if it's raining, they'll, they'll play. I'm not worried about that. But you get that strike of lightning, that's, that's the concern. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and someone right. mentioned two sevens today, but you can't do that today, right? Yeah, no, no, yeah, you no. can only do sevens on day three, right? On on, on yeah. getaway day, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. you got to play two nines. Mm-hmm. And um, Johnson, how would that affect the standings? They just do it by winning percentage. Unfortunately, right. if if let's say for the division, Florida plays one more game uh, and wins one more, they're up by half game. They just, they would just win the division. That's just. That's just how it is um, in college baseball. They don't really kind of go out of the way to make anything up or anything like that. But uh, yeah. uh, until you get to the postseason, and, and I've said this story many times, poor Whittle was in Chapel Hill for like nine days uh, during that yeah. Super Regional in Holbrook's first year because yeah. the games that oh, we kept getting rained out. That, that thing lasted a week. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, they they will make it up and keep playing and playing in the postseason. But unfortunately, not not in the conference tournaments and not in the. Uh, you know, at the end of the conference tournaments, if, if it just rains out, it rains out. That's right. Uh, and not the regular season. But, yeah. That's, hey, but uh, if you got one less win, it means you also have one less loss. So, it can, it can work both ways, uh, depending on who you play. 
Well, yeah, remember, remember, this you is know, Florida too, JC. I mean, handle your business, you know, today, take care of business in Nashville next week. If Florida continues on the, you know, streak they're going, you could have a one versus two matchup in Founders. Very, very much good. There's yeah. no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. that's a great point, Phil. I mean, certainly don't, not looking that far ahead, but I, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, you could have that a lot, as a matter of fact, as the season goes on, because including <laughs> this series, six of the last seven Gamecocks have top ten opponents in them. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that, that could happen more than once, which would just be unbelievable. This league is ridiculous. Uh, with all that said, remember with the rain thing, too, it's not like we're – you know, it's not God isn't just, you know, focused on Columbia for rain. This thing is massive and it is moving across the entire southeast. If if Carolina and, and LSU lose a game, I doubt they're going to be the only ones that lose a game uh, this weekend. Uh, there's there's substantial weather coming through. So everybody's going to be doing it. All right, it's 10-19. It is Good Friday, and we hope it's even better for South Carolina coming up in just a couple of hours. But this show... We know this will get a lot better when we return because the great John Whittle has decided and uh, allowed us to have him in for double duty this week. Hang tight. Inside the Gamecocks, the show painted garnet and black by a couple of painters. We'll be right back. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right. Even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand... All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Ja'Kai Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. (laughs) 
Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call, 803-446-4662, to set up a no-obligation consultation to see if they could turn your backyard into an outdoor retreat. And, of course, the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Colwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate, 864-414-5271 is how to get in touch with Cindy for all your upstate residential real estate needs. And of course, we're joined now, just like Jamie said, by John Whittle on the McKellar Enterprises guest line. John, happy to have you back. Thank you for gracing us with your presence after such a wonderful game last night. Absolutely, happy to be back with you guys and talk a little ball. It was uh, it was certainly uh, uh, an exciting game last night. I didn't expect to be sitting through a over hour over one hour rain delay, but, um, well, I say rain delay, there was no rain, uh, lightning in the area delay, um, but, but it was a great night. Yeah, it was John. And, and everybody wants to talk about Ethan. Let me say this again, Petri. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, and, and, Hey, look, your, your boy JC already screwed it up here too. I don't know what's going on with him and Gunner, but um, but we're going to have this problem solved by the time we get back on Monday. I, I know that. We're going to be working through it throughout the next couple of days. But uh, So, John, we'll, we'll get to him in a minute. But, you know, I, I personally feel like one of the things that's been lost, we already mentioned it earlier, but, but wanted to, to have your input as well, of course, uh, it has been the performance uh, or, or, or was the performance of Will Sanders last night. I mean, John, look, going into the game, Okay, coming off of this reset, you, if you're if you're a competitor, right? If you're a competitor, uh, if you're an ace, like like Will Sanders with all the accolades and all those things, you can't ask for any more than that. You know, this the the red carpet was rolled out, the stage was set up for you to walk up and do your thing. All the scouts were going to be there because you got LSU and Carolina. We all know what LSU's got on their side. By the way, Carolina's got some pretty good players on their side. Uh, the, you know, the TV coverage is going to be there. Every outlet in the country, you were in the press box, John, they're there to cover this <laughs> thing. And and if you're Will Sanders, Hey buddy, it, it's your time to shine. Well, he didn't get to finish it and neither did Paul Skeens, but he got that change at working and he really, really, really was special. Yeah. I, I thought he was really good. And, and I think the week off definitely helped him. Um, you know, I, I still don't know that that's Will Sanders a game. Um, yeah, but he, I mean, he, he did find some barrels. So, you know, it was, it, and every pitcher is going to do that. And Henderson's done that, you know, through his, his entire career, he's given up a few home runs and, and so forth. But, but with the way he's pitched with all of the things you mentioned in terms of being on such a big stage, going against perhaps the number one draft pick in the country this year, uh, he, he did really, really well. And you, and you couldn't have asked for much more from him. Um, I, I thought he did a really nice job and certainly something to build on going forward. But, yeah, you, you mentioned the change-up. I, I thought that was really working. That's, to me, that's one thing that hasn't been as good as last year uh, for whatever reason. And I, I thought it looked I, I thought it looked great last night. So, you know, that's one of the a, a couple of things that I thought he could improve on and, and one thing that he certainly did improve on. Talking with uh, John Little from the Bigspur.com. Uh, John, uh, Petri and Wimmer continue to uh, impress. Uh, I think at this point, Mark Kingston's quote today was, 
uh, kind of summed it up. He's just like, I just tell him to be at the ballpark on time <laughs> and let him do his thing. Uh, can you believe this guy? I mean, it's uh, he continues to swing it pretty well, tied a record last night. Uh, and then Wimmer, you know, the old grizzled veteran, kind of a young guy, an old guy there. I mean, he just – he seems to – every time you turn around and early in a game, he, he makes some, some – some, he's had some hits that kind of set the tone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Both both Carolina Rise guys as well. And, and I'll yeah. say with Petri, when, you know, we, we chatted for a while when uh, he was signing some of his, his paperwork, and and he I, – I asked him that this was – uh, a month or so into the season, I asked him, is anything that you're doing surprising to you? And he kind of laughed and was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually. He said, I, I just I just wanted to hit one home run he, this year. Like, I just wanted to get one. And one? He, 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 said, uh, he said, I was just kind of kind of hoping to be on the SEC travel roster this year. So, I mean, that, that kind of gives you the perspective on, on you know, <laughs> what what he, he was kind of thinking coming into uh, – his freshman season, and I would say he's he's probably met his expectations and surpassed them a tad. Well, I, you know, John, the, <laughs> the the number that keeps kind of starting to get brought up is is Smoke's record, which I texted Smoke yesterday. I said, "Hey, man, you're uh, have you been paying attention to the Petri kid?" And he said, "Well, I mean, I watch him play, but." What are, you, what are you talking about? I said, well, you'll know when he breaks your record. <laughs> I'll remind <laughs> you uh, if you haven't heard by the time it happens. Um, but, you know, that's – that that's hey, if, if he hits two more, he's going to tie Smoke's home run record. If he hits three, he's going to break it. It's incredible to think about, John. Um, but he's not there yet, so we don't want to put the cart before the horse. But, you know, there's a couple other records out there, and don't tell him this. Hopefully he's not listening in the locker room right now. But, I mean, think about this for a second, John. I know you know these numbers. Hank Small hit 379 as a freshman in 1974. And, you know, right now it sure looks very vulnerable. And uh, and the, the best batting average ever in a season was Bordenic. He did it in 97. He hit 419. Now, we got a long ways to go there. And this kid, I think, is still going to hit the skids at some point. They all do. But, I mean – He's a freshman, and the only reason I'm even bringing those numbers up is because of what you just said. I mean, this young man was hoping to make the travel roster. Johnny's the <laughs> midseason player of the year. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it, it is amazing. And, I mean, you, you touched on some of the numbers, and and uh, it, they're really impressive. And I, I've talked to Tommy Moody and, and a, a couple of other guys who have been around watching South Carolina baseball a lot longer than me. I'll never – Never profess at least at least right now maybe in twenty years I'll I'll never profess to be a historian but but uh, you know I, I asked Tommy like is there a position player who's kind of rivaled at all what 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 Petri has done and and he obviously brought up Smoke and he he brought up um, you know Hank Small but those are those are really the only two guys who are sort of in the conversation at least up to this point we'll see how we how he finishes the season out, but sure. you know, the rate, the rate he's going, I mean, he's, he's gotta be the best freshman position player, you know, that, that South Carolina's had. So, uh, there, there've been a couple of pitchers who have put up some really big numbers, Earl Bass, and I, I don't have uh, the numbers in front of me, but Earl Bass, I, I would certainly think could, 
could uh, make a claim for having as good a numbers as a pitcher as is anybody out there as a, as a freshman? But man, what 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 uh, Ethan Petrie has, has done has been really impressive. Yeah, I mean it's all in jeopardy right now. Smokey had sixty three ribbies that freshman year. I think he slugged about six hundred. Well, I mean Petrie slugging ten thousand. I mean it's just amazing what's 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 happening here. All right, so so John, let's uh let's put the, put it to bed because it it did happen last night. They got to play today. Um, I know it's it's looking better and better that they'll be able to get a full one in. We'll see about game three. But um, I was asked this question this morning. My response was, oh, yeah. I mean, hey, look, you throw the kitchen sink at them. It's about winning series. What What is your perspective on how they'll approach game two, really more from a pitching perspective, uh, a pitching standpoint than anything? Anything that it takes to win. Yeah. I mean <laughs> – if you find yourself ahead, you, you do everything you have to do to, to win to win the, win the second one. They'll, they'll throw me and you out there for an inning or two in game three if they've won game two. So it's uh, you, you, you throw whatever you need out there if, if you're in a position to win the first game. And that was what was re- really weird to me about last night. For, I, I'm, I'm taking this off the rails. Uh, uh, last night about LSU was – you know, yeah. it's a, it's only a three-one game in the fourth inning. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's it's the. I don't understand their moves. They went down to the bottom of their bullpen last night, coming out of that weather delay, and it makes no sense because it's almost like you're playing for the eighteen innings tomorrow versus versus trying to win a that you're only two runs behind, and it, it just. It, it made it made no sense for them to do what they're doing. Jay Johnson's taking a little bit of heat on their message board, questioning questioning why that they they would do something like that. LSU's the top offense in the, the country, and at least in the SEC, in terms of runs scored, uh, batting average, a, a slew of different categories. I don't know why you'd be cashing it in at three one by by going to a guy who's thrown less than five innings this year with an ADRA like that, and and not. The, behind him weren't much better from the other two guys. So I, that, that, was, that was a really weird strategy for the rest of the weekend, especially given the forecast. You, you've got you, you've got to play for the inning right now and the out right now uh, because you don't know how many you're going to get in. The, the weather forecast is certainly improving, but you know that, that doesn't a whole heck of a lot in terms of in terms of how many you're going to get in. And even baseball strategy in general, you got to play for for, for what you got now, but especially with, uh, with with what it looks like out there. Uh, Hornig back at DH uh, again today. It looks like the lineup was just posted on Twitter. Uh, so it looks like he's probably uh, getting – that foot's probably getting back closer to where he can play in the field, John, or or no? Well, he'll he'll be mainly a DH. If Dylan Brewer keeps playing the way he is. Um, but but Carson Carson's not uh, not not real fleet of foot out there, not real graceful um, uh, as, a, as a runner. So that they, they would like to use him when he's in the lineup at, at DH. But but yeah, he's he, he's to the point now where where he can play a full game. And if they if they get into a spot where where uh, you know they need him, where he gets on base and they need somebody out there who can really run, they'll they'll bring in Caleb Denny or. Or, or somebody else to, to run for him um, and, and protect that foot a little bit more. But, you know, he's he's got a bat that can change some games and do some damage. And, and Floyd 
uh, LSU's pitcher today can has a tendency to to give up a few long balls. So you know, there's a, there's a chance maybe yeah. he can run into. One. Well, speaking of running into one, I think you just mentioned his name. If I heard it heard it correctly, um, but Dylan Brewer's caught fire, John. I mean, and and I uh, can't say that a week or two ago I saw this coming. You know, Dayton going back to last weekend. Um, what is it? I don't know if you talked to him. Is it is have they worked? Have they changed something? Have they fixed something? Is it is he is he just kind of refound his confidence? What's going on with Dylan Brewer? Because man, he looks good. Yeah, and I I just with, with Dylan like it's it's been a disappointing season for him up to this point. At least at least in my opinion, because he's got so much more in there than than what he's shown. And I think for. For him, a lot of it is and, and has been throughout his entire career. It's not just been this, this these last few weeks. Uh, it's not it's not been anything different than when he was at Clemson. But it's it's a confidence thing for him. And, and what I don't know what that reason is, but that's been his that's been his deal dating back to to high school. So you know I, that's that for me has has been kind of the biggest change. But at the same time. You can always tell how, when Dylan Brewer is going well by where he hits the ball. And some, sometimes it's more pronounced than others. But when he's working the middle of the field, you know that that's when he's good offensively, when he's working from gap to gap. Now, he'll, he'll get into one like he did last night and, and put it into the bullpen. But when, when he's going from gap to gap is when he's going well. That home run I was basically to, to right center. It was right, right center. His home run to Mississippi State was straightaway center field. Had a single last night back up the middle, uh, actually to the shortstop's right. Uh, he gets pull happy from time to time and and gets too big and starts swinging and missing at pitches. And you know when he's not doing that, uh, you know he he can be a really really productive player. So you know right now he, he's going good. He's feeling really good about himself. He's having having more fun. And, and I'm saying this at least with regard to this aspect, he's having a lot more fun this year than he has ever in the past. So he, he just feels better. And, you know, I, I, I have a feeling he's going to remain, main, remain pretty consistent offensively. I think he's probably hitting close to 500 over the last seven or eight games. So he's not going to keep doing that. But he's, I, I have a feeling he's going to continue to be really productive. And I, probably before too much longer, we're, we're, we're going to say, well, what about Dylan Brewer at the leadoff spot? Which is not something we would have talked about all that, uh, talked about at any point uh, in the year. Yeah, you, you might be right. But I tell you, man, if, if Wimmer can figure it out up there, it's going to be hard to get Coach Kingston to come off the lineup he's, he likes, as you, as you know. Hey, we'll let you run, but a couple of quick things here. And I, I, I knew that he was a two-way guy. I had never done my research on the stats, and I just figured this out. I'm not sure if anybody knew this or not. But Paul Skeens, before he transferred to LSU, I don't know if anybody realizes, in two years at Air Force, he was a two-way player, and he played 100 games the last two seasons there. <laughs> in the 21 season, he hit 410. With 11 home runs and 43 RBI, and last year he hit 314 with 13 home runs and 38 ribbies. He's not—he's not hitting at LSU. Obviously, I think he's got seven at bats this year, and he throws 102 miles an hour. 
So they've kind of trenched him into that Friday role. But, I mean, John, can we make the argument here? I know earlier this season that he started um, at Texas A&M and he, and he had a great outing. But can we make the argument that in his collegiate career, that environment he walked into last night was probably the best and most intimidating that he's pitched in front of and more than likely the best team he's probably ever faced? Yeah, I, I think that's very fair. And that's something that I thought about last night. I thought about going down and talking to Jay Johnson, um, you know, after that game. <laughs> ask him a few questions on, on why he did what he did. But I wanted to ask that about schemes. I might do that after after today's game if I get an opportunity. But but I, I yeah, I, I mean, I think that's I think that's really fair. It's something I thought about last night. I went through and, and looked at uh, some of the venues they played at. And, you know, Texas A&M would, would obviously be the most hostile. But, you know, Founders Park was – was rocking pretty good last night, especially before the weather delay. But even after the weather delay, Kings was done last night, and I completely agree with him that, you know, basically everybody who was there at the start was there after the hour and six-minute delay. So credit to, credit to those folks who uh, wanted to stick around and watch good baseball. Okay, guys, can I squeeze in one more question? I just want – this is just a for-fun deal. Very, uh, very arguable. But Tommy said last night in the broadcast – and um, by the way, it was great. Tommy's Tommy had the best home run call of his life last night when that grand slam left the yard. For anybody that hadn't heard it, it was phenomenal. Um, but he said during the broadcast, and this is I've got great respect for Tommy Moody. And I was racking my brain. I've been to a thousand games at Founders Park, and I was trying to figure it out. He said, "I'm quoting him because I put it in my phone as soon as he said it." In the history of this stadium, this is as electric in the first three innings as we've ever seen. Would you agree with that? Um, I'm trying to think back. I, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to remember one. It, it, it really is. I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to get back would, with you after, after, after my brain a little bit. But I, 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 I the the super, super regionals against UConn and Oklahoma would come to my mind. Just, just as an observer. But back in the day, you remember this uh, against UConn and Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. I was, I was there. Uh, I, but I don't know. I don't know how it compared to last night. So I mean, I mean, he said in the first three innings. Now, I mean, throughout the game, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, not that it really matters, John, but I mean, it was nuts. <laughs> and I hope it is today. I hope there's a lot of sick people today. They're going to be at Founders Park. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And spread that COVID. Get out there. Get the Gamecocks going. Oh, my God. <laughs> Take one for the team. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks, John. Thank we you, appreciate John. it, man. Keep up the great work. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Put put an thanks. umbrella over that ballpark now. Get them in. <laughs> Let's go. go. Freaking good. John Whittle with the Big Spur. Uh, oh, there's John. It's uh, oh. John Phil. Hey, John Phil. Um <laughs> John's like got the like there's an eclipse, like a whittle eclipse. That's right, yeah. yeah. In front of <laughs> Phil's head. <laughs> John, well, I, I, when I, I had to ask that question, I had it teed up to ask Coach Lake because we don't get Coach Lake today because he's calling both games on TV. Um, by the way, he's – y'all did – like I, I do the both thing. Everybody thinks I'm nuts. I got the radio going and the TV. Um, y'all did watch the game, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I could, I unfortunately could not watch until I don't think I wasn't able to start watching until the sixth inning, but 
I enjoyed the yeah. call. I mean, I, Coach Lake, he's getting better and better and better. Yeah. Man, we're getting spoiled, man, <laughs> between our radio call and what we can throw out there for the, you know, local TV broadcasts. I mean, as compared to some of the less than stellar performances that we've been subjected to on the road. Yeah. Yeah. We're lucky. <laughs> we're very lucky. I texted Derek last night. I said, you know, I love you, man, but please tell Tommy they were still sitting in the booth. I said, please tell Tommy that grand slam call was goosebumpy. Um, it was really, really good. So, all right, uh, we got to hit a timeout. It's 1043. We'll update you on the Masters when we return. Uh, obviously, plenty on baseball. We're going we're gonna to make sure we jump, uh, make, uh, make it a point to get a lot of your Nana Sports chat box stuff in to our program today. We do have Masters uh, coverage with Meredith Taylor and Michael Manis coming up as well. So, don't go anywhere. We take you right till first pitch today on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now, and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line, and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one price, low cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs. And I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. The sideline is picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. First hour of the show presented to you. 
<laughs> by Cindy Searfoss and the Cobell Baker Kane Realty team. <laughs> JC is apparently turned into a troll. <laughs> Need some blue dye. Yeah, I know. Right? Somebody called it broccoli. I'm having headphone issues. I'm going to dip out and fix this because we'll get an echo, but uh, I'll be right back. You do it. Yeah, you I, look like, I said I like broccoli earlier. Like, like remember those Veggie Tales cartoons? Yeah. I'm I'm a head of lettuce. You know. Yeah. Uh, let me fix this, and I'll get right back, guys. Okay. Right. You'll know where to find us. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no worries there. Um, tell you what, Phil. Let me. Uh, let me go ahead and update the the leaderboard real quick at the Masters, and then we'll dive back in. Uh, Kepka yeah. now out to a three-stroke lead. He's at ten under, three under early today. Uh, he he finished yesterday with that sixty-five, and then he gave the traditional Brooks Kepka interview afterwards. Yeah, it was good. I shot it well. Good, yeah. No, not really. Uh, no, I'm not sure why you're asking that question because I don't like to answer these questions. Sometimes I'm not Nick Saban, but I like to think I am. But I got a hot wife, so it's cool. You know what I mean? Like that type of stuff. Uh, but he's at uh, 10 under, so he's three up on Jason Day, Victor Hovland, and John Rahm, who also shot a 65 yesterday alongside Victor Hovland. They all uh, finished at, um, at uh, seven under. But the, the kicker is that Rahm doubled number one. And had mm-hmm. he not, uh, he might have gone even lower. That's right. So, yeah. uh, Or he would have gone even lower. Um, but, uh, pretty cool to see Sam Bennett in there. He's one under through two today. That's an amateur. And that is behind Kepka, the highest American on the board tied for fifth at five under. He was four under yesterday. And so that's something we're going to talk to Meredith and Michael about here in just a little bit. Having an amateur up at the top of the leaderboard at the masters is really, 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 uh, something to see for the big names. Uh, and folks wondering where they are. Spieth just got his round going. He's at three under. Uh, Scotty Scheffler's at three under. He is uh, a shot over uh, through two, so he is at three under as well. And uh, Colin Morikawa, whom I picked yesterday to win the Masters, is one under today, and he is at four under uh, for the tournament. He's through three on that round. Tiger Woods is going to tee off at 12.54. He is at two over. Well, Phil, I'm not sure how much you know about golf, but the cut line right now projected is one over. So as things stand, Tiger would not make it into the weekend. So he's going to have some work to do. Traditionally, he'll really get it going in the second round, and we'll see how it all works out for Tiger. Uh, That'll be a focal point of our conversation with Meredith and Michael today as well. And then, uh, But above the cut line, uh, you've got um, a couple of other names to keep an eye on, like uh, Patrick Reed and Patrick Cantlay, both at, uh, at one under. And Rory, he is on it at one over. He is uh, through two, and he bogeyed the par five second. So there you go. That is my golf digest delivered to you by TravelingCountryClub.com. That was good. You you do that as if, um, you know, it, it matters to you. <laughs> well, it does matter to me. <laughs> I, yeah, I <know. laughs> no, I, I like keeping up with it. It's, uh, it's interesting. Like, my wife and I will always watch on Sunday the Masters. In fact, I mean – Pretty much for the next, uh, you know, few months, we'll be watching golf on Sunday. It's I fun. It. You know, we keep up with it, you know, loosely. Uh, I understand the ins and outs of uh, scoring and the rules and things like that. But, yeah, just unfortunately. And I've never played. For whatever reason it is, I, I just never did play. 
Well, go out there to Top Golf and act like you know what you're doing. And uh, I've and done that before. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've done. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, Top Golf is not really golf, just so everybody no, is. No. Uh, <laughs> that's that's why I never claimed that it was like, well, you ever? I mean, no, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> Get up there, grip it and rip it. That's what they say, right? Yeah, yeah. rip it and rip it. That's, that's what Smoke does now, man. He has turned into a God, dude can play. I mean, if he's over par, he gets pissed. I mean, he's he's a hell of a golfer. <laughs> A very the guy can do everything. I'm honored to call him a friend, but he can fish better than me. He can hunt better than me. He plays golf better than I do. <laughs> he's a better baseball player. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, in the Nana's Sports chat box over here, uh, KFC. How is this guy batting four forty five uh, with fifteen home runs? Obviously, talking about Ethan Petrie. Uh, the only answer I can give you is because he has forty nine hits and one hundred ten at bats. That's that's all I got. How? He's pretty good. That's why. Um, and he's hot. You know, he's hot. Again, I'm, I, I mean, let's just be honest. Call a spade a spade. It's going to happen. He's going to hit the skids. I mean, that's it's baseball. I mean, everybody does. So how is he going to respond when that happens for the first time as a as a, um, as a a freshman? We'll see. But um, but thus far, no skids, Phil. He's, he's no, pretty good. And, hey, you know, JB, at this point, do we – we need to start considering dropping the the modifier freshman from all of this accolade that we're giving him at this point, because yep. he's up there for one of the best players in the country. Period. It doesn't matter, you know, that he's a best freshman in the country. Hell, that's he's he's long surpassed that. I think. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or, I would, or is in the process of doing so. Yeah, but well, when it comes to all Americans and stuff, oh yeah, yeah, he's it's hard to argue. He's anything but a first team All American right now, freshman or not. Uh, National Player of the Year stuff, clearly too early to talk about all this, but yeah. I'd have to really do some research. I do know this. Obviously, LSU's got a couple of contenders for that award. Uh, Caglione at Florida is up there. Um, he he is, my God. Uh, guys hit 16 home runs, and he's also the ace on the staff. It's ridiculous. I know. And you got yeah, They Petri, I mean, Tennessee last night, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. I mean, the, the East, everybody talks about the West and football. And the West generally has been better in baseball, deeper. Not this year. Um, South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky. That's four in Vandy. Five of the seven teams are in the top ten. Get out of here. That's crazy. Um, I mean, that's that's that is that's nuts. Ridiculous. God. That is nuts. It looks like an SEC standings when you look at the D1 top ten. Nuts, dude. I mean, just freaking nuts. A um, couple of conversations over here about uh, Horning. Look, I, look, you know, I, it's going to come off. I, I don't mean it snarky. Don't don't get me wrong. They're not playing him if he has a chance to hurt himself anymore. Okay, if he's in there, it's because he can be in there. So, um, you know, I wouldn't get too caught up in – I mean, he could get hurt just as easily as anybody else can out there. That injury that he's playing with, he can play with it. He's okay. Uh, they they honestly could probably put him in the outfield if they really wanted to. But that's where they're being careful. So, um, he, he's good. He's good to go, and, and he's not going to re-injure that thing or anything like that any more so than he could just actually hurt himself uh, in some other form or fashion. Um as far as French goes, I mean, you know, this guy should or shouldn't be in the lineup, this, that, and the other. I mean, you got to remember something, man. Like, 
this all these dudes do is look at scouting reports. So they're very well prepared coming into this series as to who should be in the lineup based on how they've been producing, what are they in game, what do they look like in practice, what do they look like behind the curtain when they're back there getting work, and what do the matchups look like in the scouting report versus the team that they're playing. So they're going to play the kids that need to play. Um, if they need to make a change, they'll make a change. But I don't ever get hung up on, well, why is this guy not playing? Well, those coaches look at him tw- about 18 hours out of 24 hours a day. They know why they are and aren't playing, so I, you know, I don't get too much into that. But I did see earlier someone said that French would probably catch game three. That's more than likely right, even though Messina is – man, he's just turning into a to a hoss back there. Um, but that's probably right. So we'll um, we'll see how it goes. Do you think if you win game two, you're just going to empty the dugout in the in the double, you know, in the second game today, just like let everybody have a turn? No, no, no. <laughs> no, you're not that confident in things. Yeah, still no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's not Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, no, no. No, I, I, I think that because um, you know Bill and those guys kind of asked me this morning, and I just turned that question around to John. So you've got two conversations when you have how do you approach game two. Um. To, to be had one is the conversation of are you getting your rear end kicked or not yeah. and so if you come out of the gates and you're for whatever reason it all goes awry Phil and you and you look up in the third or fourth inning and you're going this is out of control <laughs> it's just gonna be it's just one of those it's gonna be one of those days or one of those games you you're probably going to make a different decision by when when you make that next move. Okay, like you 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 might not go to Matthew Becker or Eli Jerzenbeck or Kate Austin or Chris Veach or one of the one of the shoot, I think even Eli can go today since he only threw one inning last night. You know, you might not go to one of those guys. You might go, hey look, unless our offense we'll we'll bring this guy in. Let's see if we can keep him at bay for an inning or two if our offense kind of Gets it, gets it going, all of a sudden it's a one- or two-run game, you're going to make a different decision. The flip side of that quarter, quarter is you come out three or four innings in, you got a tight one, or you're winning the game, um, maybe some semi or fairly comfortably. Darts, dude, whatever it takes. You know, you just you throw the darts. You keep throwing the freaking darts, and you go after game two. And when you get to game three, if you look in your bullpen and go, well, son of a, <laughs> we got nothing left. Yeah. You know, then you got nothing left, but you won the series. And and yeah. that's all that matters. It is always about winning series. So, um, you know, it's two conversations to be had. But, yeah, it's all hands on deck. That is your approach when you go into the game. All hands on deck, period, the end. Yeah, do all you can. <laughs> there is no tomorrow, that kind of thing, uh, with regards to today. Yeah, I fixed my headset finally. Had to nice. find the charger wire. It went to Disney with me and never got unpacked. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, headphones are wireless. And if, if they're not on, we're going to have a big echo like the whole time. So uh, mm. that's why I had to dip. But uh, I'm with you. It's okay, man. Uh, we got you. Uh, Sonder, by the way, yeah, we went for, we started early today. So uh, we uh, just pushed it back because, you know, first pitch is at noon and nobody's going to be listening to us anyway. <laughs> if, yeah. Uh, 
if we kept yammering through the game, I mean, you know, we, we know um, our place. We all want to watch the game, right? And we, you know, we probably we probably just sit there and get distracted and be like, uh huh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, okay, well, yeah, you, show, you know, it, it would probably now. be the most boring, worst hour ever. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, well, we could really break the rules. We could really break yeah. the rules and have Fink call us after we uh, just air the game during our broadcast. <laughs> be a good yeah. way to, uh, it, it, yeah, way to it, screw it, it up real quick. Yeah, to ingratiate <laughs> ourselves. My, but, phone, my phone would be ringing before uh, – before, the first word is spoken. Uh, it'd be Kent and uh, and Steve and Coach Tanner. Well, you can't do that, James. <laughs> hey, by the way, nobody's been bitching and moaning about Coach Tanner in a while, have they? <laughs> you know, yeah, Coach that's right. like, well, that, really People want to. I mean, it's uh, yes. I'm not an idiot this week. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, you know, somebody's going to hit a pothole leaving the game tonight. Damn, Tanner, you have been telling him for 10 years to pave these roads. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You know, he can't do, do nothing right. Uh, that's oh, terrible. Man. Yeah, he'll get blamed for it. Yeah. You wait. You wait. LSU wins today. Yeah, Tanner, I just don't know. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Well, it was funny. Fire Last night, <laughs> I, I, I always love to check the, the comments in the Gamecock Baseball Twitter page just to see what, what the idiots are doing. Like, I don't – Are there's got to – some of these people have to be, like, like doing it just to do it right like they, they don't really think the things that they actually tweet right like skeins we, we hit the home runs Wimmer hits a home run and then I guess we don't score the next inning an LSU uh or no we no 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 we it was two to nothing LSU puts a run on the board yeah. which I mean just so just so we're clear everybody kind of understood that LSU might score a run this series right like they're the number one team in the country and then you know this guy's like Come on, effing Gamecocks. Here we go. Dude, they're the number one team in the nation. Like, they might score a freaking run. You know, like, it's the second inning of the ball game. Like, what are you doing? Like, I mean, I don't know if they drink all day or what these cats are. It's just people care. They get passionate, you know. Oh, yeah. But sometimes that's uh, – it, it's weird how people, especially these days where everybody has a platform on social media or otherwise. Yeah. Do you uh, think the Gamecock baseball react. Twitter page is going to pass that over to Mark Kingston and let him respond to you? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm really sorry about that. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get it solved by the top of the third. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. you got a kid running to the dugout. <laughs> it's bad enough that they make the, make the coaches King. do these awkward interviews and stuff during the game. It's just yeah. – uh, King. Uh, Gamecock fan – upstate Gamecock fan uh, asked what the F is going on on Twitter. What do you want me to tell him? Oh, just let him know. We'll we'll handle it from here. Okay, sounds good, King. Dude, you're nobody's paying attention to you. If you're that guy, stop doing it. Like <laughs> I just laugh at it. <laughs> like I think it's hilarious. It's Could you imagine it's Harry Carey interviewing Don Zimmer live in the dugout during the game? Like oh my back God. in the yeah. day with the Cubs. <laughs> hey, Don. What's going on? <laughs> like the old school guys. Hey. Like, like, what do you hey, think Bobby Cox would say? Oh, Bobby Cox! <laughs> Get the play out of my dugout. Bobby Cox. Two people that would be so enthusiastic about doing an interview, skipping Bobby Cox in the middle of a Braves game. Yeah, what are you thinking there, Bobby? Well, Skip, you can go to hell. You know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, I really want King or one of these guys. I told King this one time. I was like, dude, you get pull the headset on one time and just be like, I don't. No, I don't know. You know, like, like, 
I don't know. Why are you asking me? So stop asking. You know, like the old Saban. Like, like Nick Saban says, why are Quit asking the question. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they said it was like, all right, everybody get in the line and you all ask the question. Well, you know, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, golly, man. All right, we got to go because uh, we got we to gotta get to break. This is me off. Up. All right. All right. This is me off. All right. So, yeah, we got to go break. I mean, somebody bring bring back Lou Holtz and put a, put a mic in his face during the game. Or must champ. I will say that's colorful enough on the way out, you know, just catching him. I like seven locker twitty twittyets. All right. Way to go, seventy six. All right, time out. We gotta get to the masters. We'll be right back. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. In July, we're excited to bring to you the third annual Plunder on Polly's two-day golf tournament with rounds played at Caledonia and True Blue Golf Courses in the heart of Polly's Island. Head to TravelingCountryClub.com to register for that event. And it is not exclusive to TCC members, but to become one, you can sign up and bring to life your golf game. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Zachary Davis from Carolina Roots, and you're watching the show with J.B., J.C., and Phil. Go Cox. All right, 11.06, final hour of our work week. Welcome back inside the Gamecocks. 
the show from the Sinorama Studios. It is Masters Week, in addition to all the fun we've been having with Gamecock Baseball. But this entire week, and pretty much every day, actually, on our program, is teed up by TravelingCountryClub.com. I've been calling it the coolest club in the Carolinas. There's a reason for that. Over 40, over 40 courses you can play in both North and South Carolina. They just added Mount Mitchell Golf Course up. Uh, in uh, the mountains of North Carolina, which is, is just absolutely spectacular if you've ever been up there. Obviously, plenty of great places to play down on the coast, Caledonia and True Blue up there in the Myrtle Beach area and so on and so forth. But as we've mentioned multiple times, uh, Sons of Anarchy wouldn't let me into their club, but these cats, they did. Uh, so you should join too, country, travelingcountryclub.com. Com. And speaking of which, the guy that owns it is Michael Manus, and he is happy – well, we hope he's happy to join us today to talk about the Masters. Meredith Taylor is back. She's been doing this for a few years with us, so she knows how it works. Uh, both are former golfers at South Carolina. Both have played Augusta. Michael Manis has caddied it. So I'm just going to shut up and let y'all talk for the next 20 <laughs> minutes uh, because there's really nothing else for us to say except for the fact that Brooks Kepka is having one hell of a start to the Masters as he is now 10 under. And three shots above. Uh, ladies first. Meredith, how are you? Uh, hello, friends. I can't do a Jim Nance impersonation. Can JC do it? Hello, friends. Uh, sometimes I can. It's right here on the fourth hole. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I like it when he gets excited. Like, you hear the crowd go out. He's like, masterful. And then he quiets back down. Because Tiger's on yeah. my hole. He's, he's the said, best. He's three under okay. today. Oh, you, uh, Jim Nance, man. Nothing better. No, well, dude, the shift he has to make from what he was doing, you know, at the final, at the final four, four, and then having to bring it back to the Masters. Yeah, <laughs> when you always season right now. When you always forget that old Vern's sitting there on sixteen again. Sixteen, you know? yes. You got Vern and and Nance in the Masters. He's terrific. Is Vern still doing the Masters on sixteen? Yeah, on sixteen? Yes. I I that's his spot. I, yeah. I love him. I miss him on the SEC. <laughs> now, I mean, Brad Nessler to me is the best in the business, but Vern is SEC football, you know. And we're yeah, chortle, chortle, chortle. Who's your favorite, Michael? Who's your favorite golf bro- uh, broadcaster or commentator? I mean, obviously, Nance is amazing. I mean, you got, um, <clears throat> I kind of miss him. I mean, I enjoyed Faldo. I, I like his per- perspective on things. Actually, Looking back, I probably hated Miller, but um, I grew up playing with some of his boys and didn't really like him then. But now that he's gone. I, I miss his, I miss his honesty a little bit. You know, I, I I don't like somebody that sugarcoats things while these guys are out there. You know, I, I, so I mean, those are mine right now. I think um, obviously Nance, and then um, the on course stuff. You've got a lot. I mean, I think Smiley Coffin's doing a good job with some of the new on on course stuff. Uh, he's made a good. Agreed good change in his career so yeah yeah hey you know who's good sean mcdonough when he calls golf on espn sean mcdonough's good uh but he's good at everything sean mcdonough could read the newspaper and be good at it i know i mean just like jb you said jb you said the other day you love listening to baseball i love listening to jim nance on on, at, at augusta yeah and then the piano starts playing it's like okay I know. It's, it's I'm in my happy place. Did y'all see the segment yesterday with uh, the $20, how much you could get for $20 at the Masters? Did y'all see that segment? Yes. Dude, it was awesome. It's the greatest. Uh, I mean, you could buy the is. whole menu for like $60, right? 
I, it it kind of it kind of ticks me off, you know, because you go to a college ballpark, any and all of them, South Carolina included, and twenty dollars barely gets you a drink and a snack. <laughs> dog. You go to the Masters, and you could get they're a dollar fifty. The sandwiches are, and including a beer and a couple of moon pies. He had like five sandwiches, two moon pies, and a beer, and he barely yeah. got the twenty bucks. Yeah. So for those that didn't see it, Tom Kim is a rookie. Uh, it's his first Masters, and so he had heard all about the pimento cheese, the egg salad, and you know the Georgia peach ice cream, and and so they took him into the concessions, and he was like, "Ooh, that looks pretty good. I'm get that. I'm get that." <laughs> and then he gets to the register, and they're like, "We don't take cash, sir." He's like, "I'm so sorry. I'm a rookie here." <laughs> <laughs> It was hilarious. And some guy, like a security guard, was like, I got you, bro. I got yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well that's plenty of times. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Dude, those sandwiches. All right. So as it pertains to the actual golf and Meredith, we're going to start with, with Michael Manis today. Again, folks, travelingcountryclub.com. Gamecock born and bred here. That is Gamecock operated. So if you want to play golf pretty much anywhere, and they add all the time, that's where you want to go, travelingcountryclub.com. Um, Kepka, I mean, he's, he's the story right now. Uh, I don't even think yesterday we brought him up. He's at 10 under. He was 7 under, tied for the lead yesterday um, with uh, Victor Hovland and John Rahm, whom, had he not doubled number one, would have been lower at 8, 9, who knows. Um, but – you know, Kepka's been going through it, right? He's been grinding, Mike, for the last couple of years with some injuries and things like that. He's a live guy now. So there's your PGA live rivalry, maybe, quote, unquote, living out right in front of us. But he's he's 10 under, and he's attacking the course, and he's crushing it. What have you seen from his golf game? I mean, from what I actually watched a replay of it last night um, and caught up some, I mean, he didn't miss – it didn't look like he missed too many golf shots yesterday and obviously putted pretty well. I mean, he got to to shoot that number. Um you know, with him, I just saw he's three under through ten. He's got a three shot lead. You know, through or, or midday on Friday, it's a good place to sit. You know, I, I also looked; he was at four thousand to one to win, which is kind of crazy when you think about. It. He just won the last what? last live tournament. Not that I I didn't watch it, but I I actually saw it on Instagram this morning. Something popped up, so that's kind of nuts when you have a major champion. I mean, he's He's won a lot of big golf tournaments. Um, obviously, that seems to be his focus. He doesn't play well in some of the off weeks, but um, he knows how to get it done under pressure. I don't think that's going to change depending on what you know what platform he's playing on. Did you say four thousand to one? So if you put ten dollars on Kepka, you can win forty grand on this deal. Holy no, shit. four grand. Four grand. Well, it'd, it'd have been forty to one. Yeah. Oh, so. forty to. Plus four thousand, I should have said. So Dude, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, wait a second here. I'm okay, <laughs> but still forty to one. I mean, still unbelievable uh, when you think about it. Yeah, um, well, for yeah, you're right because you're talking. We're talking about Brooks Kepka here. He's almost been lost in the mix. You know, you almost forget sometimes that Brooks Kepka's playing golf. And just a couple of years ago, he was the biggest thing in the sport. Like him or not, his interviews drive me insane. Um, Coming down just a little bit, though, here we go. More coward just birdied again, so he's at five under. He is uh, tied for fifth with Spieth and Cam Young. So the big names in golf are up there. But, Meredith, there's a name that is, that is one shot back, and it's Sam Bennett. The amateur. He's an, am- he's an amateur. Um, he's even through four today, meaning that he shot four under in his first Masters round yesterday. 
I, I don't even couldn't even comprehend doing that. But <laughs> describe either. his game and, and any insight as to what this kid might be mentally feeling out there. Not right a clue. Because I definitely had a bogey on my card when I played it. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, to, to put it in perspective, they had they had to go back in the record books to find an amateur who didn't have one bogey on the card in their first round. That's how good this kid played. Um, and how rare it is for an amateur to go in and and they pair them, you know, when the US when you win the USAM, you get paired with the the previous year's winner. So he played with Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world. So you know he was nervous on that first tee, just with everything that comes with playing at Augusta and playing with the the past champion. Um and he comes out and and went birdie eagle. He hooped it. Uh, chipped in on number two to, to make Eagle. So he couldn't have had a better start and um, just played flawlessly. I think, I don't think he missed, but one fairway. Um, so he had That's a incredible. pretty stress-free um, round and, and salute to him. That's an incredible round of golf, especially your first round there. Um, yeah. Hats off to him. He's, he played incredible kids got game. So does John Rahm, Michael, seven under yesterday after that double. The Spaniard's beard is strong at the Masters. I, <laughs> I mean, just watching his interview makes, I mean, he's got some fire to him. Uh, I mean, obviously, what a talent he is. I mean, well, he four-putted the first hole and then played nine under from there. I mean, that's that's some that's golfing your ball. Um, I look for him to hang in there, especially. It's kind of like if you want to. You could almost compare that to Tiger's not I'm not gonna go into Tiger's first win, but how Tiger started off his masters that first year. He kinda got he stumbled around and then all of a sudden caught fire and never stopped. So it could be one of those. I think I think everybody was worried about the weather today and honestly, it looks like almost primo scoring conditions for these guys. No wind, pretty soft right now. Like they're gonna if they're gonna get it, this this could be the day. I might have said that. I might have said the opposite of that yesterday. Like, but they did. They did shoot low yesterday. I mean, I was expecting, I was expecting those scores um, out of this. Obviously, as talented as uh, all this field is, so um, I still think there's some guys at two under that have a chance. I mean, you got Dustin Johnson. He's yep. two under today for the tournament. Um, Jordan Spieth had a heck of a round yesterday. If he didn't throw some shots away. <laughs> On 11 and 13. He puts two in the water and still shoots three under. Are you kidding me? Really? Yeah. I mean, some questionable decision-making, a, a little aggressive on the first day. But, I mean, still, I mean, he'd have been almost top for lead, I think, without that. So. Yeah. Well, and he's at five now because he just birdied back-to-back two and three. Um, yeah. And kind of to the point we just made a minute ago. So, you got speed. I mean, the big na- the big names are they're they're kind of – they're there, you know, they're, they're lurking. I mean, we know that Kepka's at the top, but I mean, guys, everybody, all these big names that are in, in, in the good numbers here, you're talking about Morikawa, Day, Spieth. I mean, here they come, Shoffley, um, the guy that won it last year, his name's Scotty Scheffler. Everybody remembers him, right? You know, he's at three under, uh, he has won over today through four, but I mean, we, we know that at some point in time, he's going to make a run. At least I think we know that, right? So, the cuts it one over. Where do y'all think it's going to end up being by the end of the day? I think it stays there. Does it slide back? They're going to get weather this afternoon. So I, I personally think it, it'll probably fall to two. Maybe I don't. I don't okay. see it going past that. Um, that's just my opinion. But I totally agree. Yeah. Two, two over. 
I think so. Somewhere in there. Yeah, it's a one over. Now, well, the dude that's uh, – there's a couple of guys that are sitting right on it if it gets to two over. Uh, right now, they're behind it. One's name is Tiger Woods, and the other's name is your boy Rory McElroy, uh, Meredith, who's going to really need to kick it into gear because both of them are 12 shots off the lead here. I tell but, you what, he, he cannot get off to a good start at the Masters, and I can't figure that out. No. Like, what is that? What was he last year in the final round? Was he eight under? Eight under on Sunday. Okay. To finish That's second. True. I mean, because he put himself in such a hole, you know, yesterday he was, you know, he's behind trees. He can't hit a fairway. I mean, that, that stresses you out. And it, it's so difficult, gosh, from the fairway to hit, to hit it in a 10 yeah. by 10 on some of these greens. And you, you, you're not hitting fairways. I mean, it's just, you're grinding all day. It's just so tough. Michael, what about Tiger? I mean, obviously, he's still always going to be the story. Um, I, I can't help it but watch him. And, and every time he birdies, you think, okay, you know, we're still we stuck go. in that old school Tiger Woods mentality, right? Oh, here he comes. But for every one he hits, he seemingly gives one right back. Um, you know, he birdied 15 and 16 yesterday. He bogeys out on 18. So, you know, just diagnose his game and what he's been going through from an injury standpoint. Yeah, I mean, so I actually uh, had heard some, from some guys out there. I think his leg might be getting worse. I don't know the facts on that, but I, I don't think it's getting any better, which is kind of scary, right? I mean, yeah, probably if it had been one of us on the call today when he had his wreck, they'd have more than likely amputated it, but it was Tiger Woods, and they figured out a way to piece it together. So if that's the case, you know, health-wise, this could be his last go-around. I mean, it's a that place is hard to walk, period. Um, and then you add on all the mental stuff on top of it. I mean, I know he knows the golf course well, but you still got to stay in it mentally. Um, my golf nerd side, I went, I looked at a bunch of stats yesterday. He actually played pretty well. Um, I mean, he put, he didn't putt real well yesterday. Uh, so in my heart, I think Tiger could come out today and shoot 68. Will it happen? I don't know, but I'd really like to see him play the weekend. Obviously, I, I think we all would, um, it would be exciting to have Tiger there and the ovations. As I mentioned yesterday, when Bill and I played, when I was counting for Bill and he played with Tom Watson, he got a standing ovation on every tee box and every green that we played that final round. It was one of the coolest things. It almost it's hard to pay attention to the golf because we were watching all that. I can only imagine what Tiger will get this weekend if, if that is the case. Like it'll be a very, very special moment, um, I think. So, um, yeah. But again, it's Tiger Woods. The swing looks good to me. I don't know. I wish he today. <laughs> well, he was seventy-one percent yesterday, uh, and keeping it in the fairway. I think somewhere seventy-one point four percent. I think is the number I saw. Right. So I mean, that's great. It's awesome. Um, you know, and one of the one of his greatest characteristics that, that we know of with Tiger Woods is even when he missed, he was so good at creating a shot mm-hmm. that got him right back you know, where he needed to be, um, unlike most who could do that. And yesterday, sitting in the fairway, seven out of ten times, essentially, if you want to use that to equate the numbers. And like you said, I, what was he, 1.9 or something on the green? So, I think so, yeah. He, he lost some putts up there. Yeah. So he's he's got to get better. So I, I want to piggyback, though. You, you mentioned um, when you caddied for Bill Haas back in 2010 and 2011, Meredith yesterday was talking about Bones and what he is meaning to JT. Um, we know uh, Tiger's – uh, caddy history and and how important it's been to him so I know you've caddied more than just Augusta but describe 
for us caddying Augusta because I don't know anything about it. Um, how does that team work with golfer? It's your job to know, right? Like, did Bill look at you like, well, how far in am I here? Did you stutter? And he's like, you don't know. <laughs> what do you, what, you know, what are you doing? Like, yeah. describe the the caddy relationship <laughs> and what what your job as a caddy is out there and get in maneuvering your way through the course. So I think I believe the caddy in my mind, the caddy player relationship. I mean, these guys are already super talented. They they know how to play golf, but they need a sense of comfort when they get on the golf course that they're going to have correct numbers, correct yardages, correct wins, correct thoughts. Also helping them go through their process. Um, I think that's what Bones does for JT. When he gets – the best caddies help their players when they're not that good at the time. Um, when they're on fire, you can just kind of stand back and, you know, lead your lead your horse around, and, and they're going to be fine. But when things get a little off, that's when a caddy really comes into play to slow things down, let's think through things so we don't make any – let's don't compound mistakes, you know, the Masters week in general, and I, I wouldn't want to say this, that we didn't work hard every week, but that week, so, one, it's a tough golf course. Missed shots are very penalizing. So, I mean, that week, I mean, every morning, I, we would, you know, most of them, I, I would get up. I would be, you know, one of the first few there, whether we had a morning tee time or an afternoon tee time, I'd walk the entire golf course when they're setting the pins, see where those are. Even though we get a pin sheet, I still go out and do those numbers, um, sit around, watch some golf, see how the balls are reacting on the greens. See how they're bouncing in the fairways because there's it's all about numbers. It's it's a numbers game out there. They want to fly it off the tee, two seventy five, and it pitches to two eighty two. That way we got one forty into the green, and that's the perfect number. I mean that's that's how every hole goes, you know. So it's um a lot of it's being really prepared and them having that comfort that they know that you've done your work so they can go play golf because that's all they want to do. They don't want to be thinking there's enough distraction out there for them to have to start thinking about other things. So you walk the whole course in the morning. Like I'm, this is. I walked my neighborhood this morning. And, uh, <laughs> after about forty-five minutes, I was like, I'm gonna head back to the house. Um, so that's also yeah. why if anybody asked me to walk now, I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll take the cart. <laughs> yeah, give me the cart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. A, yeah, I don't play golf without a without a cart. I think JC said that. Though. I think I want to start playing golf. He's like, but. I'm, going to be in the cart i'm driving the cart um and jc by the way the hardest walk on tour by the way well that's what i was about to say like because we've been talking about tiger and he's having to walk this essentially on one leg it's brutal when you're healthy yeah yeah like what is it because you played out there meredith like uh, the t if you've i've never been to the masters um it's a dream they tell me every year i can't go because i don't ever get the lottery (laughs) but like but everybody that i know that's played augusta um or caddied augusta i know somebody right now that's caddying augusta by the way it's related to somebody in carolina baseball i have to tell you off the air (laughs) and or been to augusta they go tv does it no justice no it's true you have no idea until you get out there it's true um until you get your feet on property, you have no idea because you can't see the elevation changes on television. Um, hitting shots, you know, when I was watching coverage yesterday <laughs> and it just reminded me, you know, Rory's got like a 10 degree slope, probably ball above his feet. And you can't tell, like, I know it cause I physically walked it, but 
you can't tell that he's got this insane lie that he's trying to to hit off of you know ball above his feet he's on the slope downhill slope it's such a hard shot and it's so hard to appreciate that when you're watching it on tv if you've never been there and you've never seen that elevation changes so yeah until you've been there it's tough to explain it um if you haven't actually seen it michael they one of the things you hear more about this tournament is certain players like tiger you know, the reason that you know that they you never want to count them out going into it is they know, quote, where to miss. How Like, explain that to me. You know, maybe an example of a hole or two out there where we're watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, the guy, he just split the fairway, and you're like, yeah, yeah that's, that's not where you want to be. Like, kind of walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, there's certain places. Like, you look at, um, I mean, number five comes quickly into mind, the back left or front, excuse me. I should say middle left pin on five, the area, it might be 10 feet that you can <laughs> land it on. If you miss it left, you're basically down by six T. You're in the trees behind it. Um, you know, the pin on today on six, I saw is on the top right. I mean, that area, again, is about a 10-foot circle to land it on maybe. Um, if you miss it short, it's a really tough, you know, up and down from there because the ball will keep continuously rolling back to your feet. Um I mean, almost it could every be like a, it could be like a, like Mike, it could be like a 60 footer. Yeah, it could. Right. Be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, what I a- mean, nine, you don't ever want to miss long on nine. I mean, you got no chance there. Um, what, what, what about 13? Because you always see guys attack the middle left of the, cause the, the green runs left to right. Right. The mm-hmm. pin. Okay. So why is everybody always attacking the middle of the green on the left side? Because there's a bank there that will actually hold that shot. Um, the funny thing is, though, if you miss it left of the green, it's actually really difficult up and down. That's what that's what's the trouble. When you see guys miss it left, they're really frustrated because they know they're kind of dead. Um, it's interesting with the changes, I think, this year that some of the guys are potentially laying up or going for it. Be inter- I didn't see where that pin was today, so it would be interesting. Because I did see some guys landed it on yesterday, that back pin, and landed in the middle of the green and had some opportunities there. But – you know, they try to miss left because the water kind of runs with the green, obviously, and on Ray's Creek. So, but far left is really bad. So it's, it's, there's, um, I mean, that's your risk reward hole there. You know, you're like, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what kind of game I have and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack this shot and go from there. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm looking at the whole locations now. Forgive me while I turn my head here because I'm trying to figure out it. Look, okay. That's the bunk. Ray's Creek is. So the pin is on the left side today. Okay, so it's up on the shelf on the left. It's up on the, the shelf. Middle, which is a really small area, too. So, the, I mean, guys will probably be trying to – going forward in two, we'll try to be hitting it into that slope. It'll feed down the right and putt up. Um, if they miss it left of the green, that's where you see some some guys making some big numbers potentially or making bogey when they could, they're trying to make eagle. Yeah, and you've got a couple of bunkers you got to make sure that you don't fly it into on the backside of that green as well, right? Exactly. Those are really difficult bunkers. J- JC, are you taking notes? Yes. He has, he's like flying bunker. What? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I know what the bunker is. Uh, <laughs> Who's flying? What, what, where, where are they? The sand trap, right? The bunker's the sand. It's the sandbox. <laughs> Robin Williams is like, I gotta put a sandbox. Just to mess with you. A swimming pool. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I'm taking notes. Now nah, I'm just uh, wanting to know who to get on my app and throw five bucks on today. Brooks <laughs> Apparently, it's Brooks, kept, it's Brooks kept. I'm at four million to one. Yesterday, I was listening intently to these two. I was like, all right, I got it on him. And oh, that sounds good there. Those odds look good. They'll pay out. It's you know, such a great <laughs> leaderboard, though. You've got, you know, Scotty you didn't have his best. He's four under. John Rahm overcoming the four putt. He shot nine under on 17 holes. He, Speed hits two in the water. He's still three under. It's a great leaderboard. It's going to make for a fun weekend for sure. I, I, I was feeling you on Rory, too, Meredith. And I jumped I all know, over that one for more, I'm telling you. More than $5. Well, Should have listened to me. I think Jason Day's a great. I mean, he's having a good year. He's reworked his golf swing. Yes, um, his back's healthy. He's been having a great year, and I know he's. I think he got it to seven today. Now he's back to six, but still, he's in. He's playing great. He's in some good shape for the weekend as, as we look right now. Hey, does yeah. anybody know who finished tied second last year? Rory. With who? Dustin Johnson. Victor Hovland. Oh, guess guess oh. where Victor guess oh. where Victor Hovland is right now? Tied for second. <laughs> so we're just overlooking uh, him. That shirt he wore yesterday, he blended in with that all shirt. The oh my! I was going to ask you, Mike. Well, tell me, talk to me about the shirt. If they paid you that much money, would you still wear it? I couldn't do it. I can't. I mean, come on now, <laughs> Victor. I'm too much of a traditionalist sometimes. <laughs> so yeah. Don't do that at the Masters. No. Yeah, he he's. He's a guy, he's got game, man. I like watching that kid play. He's fun to watch. He looks like he's just loving being out there, and um, he's he's got the shots in the bag. There's no doubt. Well, I mean, I, I do I agree with you. I, I do think that the when we get to Sunday or Monday, more than likely, um, you're going to see the big names in golf competing to to win this thing. Um, hats off to the amateurs and all the other cats that are trying to get it figured out, but. It's hard for me to to find a way that or that this thing goes without the the biggest names in golf being in contention. We'll see if DJ can get going. Uh, he's one over today. He's at even par, so he's got plenty of work to do. But um, uh, Howard, my pick uh, is uh, Colin Morikawa, and uh, he's at uh, five hundred. He didn't he? Yeah, he's two hundred today. He birdied two and birdied four. I know somebody earlier said he had birdied five. He was five under through five. No, no, he he birdied two. He's at five under for the tournament, but uh, he, he didn't have five straight birdies. Are y'all still – are you still staying where you are? You still with Scheffler, Michael? I think so. I mean, looks like he's gotten it back two, four. No, he's still three under, but I think so. I mean, you know he had to be grinding on the last hole to beat that amateur yesterday. You know that didn't <laughs> sit well with him at night. Um, I mean, hopefully he makes some birdies. He's got some holes coming up. Eight, eight obviously, is a reachable hole for him, so – I'm going to stick with him right now. He's hard not to ride. Meredith? Uh, no, I agree because he didn't have his best putt. He was burning the edges yesterday. Um, so, for him, those putts start going in today. He's right in the mix. So, well, who's your pick? Scheffler's your pick to win it? I said that's not a bad pick at all. I, oh. You, you got to yeah, go yeah, Don't the avoid hand. the question. Don't avoid the question. Who, who's your pick? Come on. <laughs> um, it, I didn't even give bro- an official pick yesterday. Well, you got to give one yeah, today. You, wanted, you, wanted, to, you wanted Rory, but I could tell you wanted, but you didn't. 
you didn't quite I go didn't all go in. for the pick because he Here's never your chance well. to back out of that. He never plays well in the first round, and that bothers me. I don't know what that is, but well, um, we're, giving, we're giving you a free one here. You can you can back out, or you can you can hold strong. I'm going to go John Rom. Fair enough. Okay. Anybody anybody can shoot nine under on 17 holes at Augusta. By the way, um, whoever wins this, JC is going to send ten thousand dollars to show him, Phil. Prove it to the Masters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever wins this is going to is going to get uh, ten thousand dollars in the mail. So I have both of your email addresses. There it is. Fantastic. Uh, so, I will uh, email you that ten thousand dollars right there. Yeah, <laughs> ten grand. This is we we still have it because we never paid the guy that won the March Madness tournament. <laughs> Still the ink still dry. Yeah, we get to get. We got it. We got, I don't even know who won it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Send a ten thousand to you know. It's, it's some weird name. You know. Bob, Sorry, man. We can't. Phil Mickelson's one under. That sounds good to me. You're good. Okay. I'm kidding. Okay. All right. I did then throw, I'll, he I'll was twenty thousand to one, so I did throw five dollars on him just in case a miracle happened. Yeah. Uh, I like Phil Mickelson. You know. <laughs> But uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep uh, I'm gonna go with Jason Day, I guess now since I wrote that I wrote that name down from uh, yes. from what Michael was kind enough to share with us. So uh, that's good, and uh, and and, uh, and all that. So yeah, I'm going Jason Day. I don't know about, about Phil. I don't know what Phil's yeah. pick. Oh, we got I mean, Phil. let's throw a dart here. Let's see. You know what? I'm let's go, go, Phil. Uh, oh, how about uh, just take just take Kepka, you little bandwagoners, you and and JC. I was going to go Aaron. Dustin Johnson. What the heck? Oh, you're going to join Michael Manis and myself. You know, yeah. don't no, look at the I, I the threw Dustin Johnson. That's the first five dollars I put on there on, on when I was doing it because it's the first name I recognized. But he just double bogeyed seven, so maybe that was. See, not I should never speak about this. <laughs> maybe that'll fire him never, up. That's I right. Never that's speak right. about this. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, and before, but before we go, Michael, can you can you tell uh, our audience about this tournament you have coming up in July? Yeah, uh, I heard the commercial and the word Caledonia. My, that's my brother's favorite course. So uh, just uh, wanted to want you to touch on that for our audience out there. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, so July 21st and 22nd, we're hosting the Plunder on Paulie's. This is our third year. Um, we've joined this year with the Salty Golfer. He's got a big presence down in Myrtle Beach. Um, host a lot of golfers throughout the country that come in and play some golf with him at different golf courses. Um, playing Caledonia True Blue is two-man teams. Uh, first day is a Texas scramble. Make it a little bit easier. You get to pick the best drive and play in from there. And then the last round is best ball. Um, it's $500 per person, $1,000 for the team. You get $300 each uh, in gear, a tee gift from Live Forever Golf, which is a cool company that Matt Every has started. And um, – Tenfold head coverage, which is a nice, cool head cover. And some there's also some different items thrown in there. Uh, drinks, uh, food, pre-party, all that's included in your in your entry fee. Um, it's a great time. I mean, we've had a blast the last few years, and we're looking for this year to be the biggest, and we're just going to keep building it and building it and big, building it until it's the biggest one in South Carolina. So we're extremely nice. excited about it. It's open to anyone now. We do give traveling country club members uh, first couple months to sign up, and then we – open it up to to the free world so come one come all come all gamecock fans um we'll take you and uh we'll have a good weekend it's fun what is the way uh, i we know traveling but is there anywhere else where they can find registration 
signups on there, or you can go to our uh, Instagram, Traveling Country Club, or Salty Golfers Instagram. But um, signups on our website, TravelingCountryClub.com. There's a link in there for the plunder. You click on it, sign up, you'll be right in. I'm trying to get Smoke to play. He's trying to figure out if he can or not. So he's he's he might be a better golfer than he was a baseball player now. He's, <laughs> he's shooting it, man. He's down in St. Augustine for the week right now. And I said, That's you awesome. go, this is how I know he's getting old. I said, oh, you going to fish? No, I was playing golf. Oh. Boy, how times have changed. He used to not like travel it. without his pole, but now it's without his clubs. Like Meredith, get Meredith down there to get some of our members' lessons. They A lot of them need it. I, I need it. Yeah. I, I'll try to get better every day, too. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I think Gamecock y'all family. Need to, y'all need to link up anyways. I'm sure we y'all will, can absolutely. piggyback on, on each other. McKellarEnterprises.org. <laughs> McKellar, I think I wrote .com earlier. I didn't mean that. McKellarEnterprises.org. Is, yes, uh, is is where you can go, and Meredith uh, will get you shaped up and, re- and ready to go play, and maybe you can win. Hey, the purse in that thing, it's like it could be up to ten grand, twelve, 12 grand. Five. It could be up to twelve five. Yeah. Based Whoa. Yeah. We'll be able wow. to pay off our debt, JC. We got to yeah. get out at the range, man. And that's fully <laughs> handicapped. This isn't this isn't a this is all a handicapped event, so it's as fair as it can be for everybody. Okay, man, how fast can you make me good? <laughs> I got you, Phil. Phil's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's like 12 like Happy Gilmore over here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> as soon as Phil gets off, he's going to be in front of his camera with Meredith. Like, so right. it's all in the <laughs> Working. <laughs> Circular. Circular. All right. Hey, great stuff. Really do appreciate y'all clearing your schedules for us. I know we kept you way longer today, but um, you're so good. So, you know, we really do appreciate it. Um, and uh, we appreciate your partnership more than anything. Uh, it really means a lot to be able to help grow your businesses through our platform. And they're both great businesses. And um, we really appreciate that. And we'll see who's right on Monday. And somebody will send ten grand in the mail to. Thanks for having It'll me. It'll be a $10,000 bill. $10,000 bill will cover your way. Like literally a bill. Somebody's going to owe us ten grand. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roll it Thanks. up. You know. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Thanks Meredith. Man. Thank, Thank you all. Thanks, everyone. Have a great Masters Thank weekend. Great weekend. Yeah. yeah, happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. And go Gamecocks. Happy right. Masters and go Cox. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right here in about 20 minutes. They get it going right. again. Yep. So, right. <laughs> See you all guys. right. It's time for a timeout and overdue one. So we'll hit that. And when we return, a uh, couple of quick segments. But we're not done. We still got stuff to get through. We'll take you right up to first pitch between Carolina and LSU. We are powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. ElectricBikesCharleston.com. We'll be right back. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Sear Fossil, Caldwell, Banker, Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan, And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning, it'll melt in your mouth, it's good on a cracker, it's good in a bowl, it's good on a piece of bread. 
Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O, signing off. In the summer, go Tigers. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama. Columbia and go hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John and his team to talk about how they can get some more sunshine into your life this summer. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Uh, JC, we've got an update heel from uh, uh, up heel. I cannot Ew. talk to these ten. These ten AMers are killing me. An update here. Early mornings, man. From, uh, and it's not even eleven o'clock here yet. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna Glad add to get to me up Owen. early. I know. Owen. I know. We're we've we've switched him to uh, Owen McGranahan. McGranahan. <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, in beer, pale ale. So I'm gonna call him Owen Pale Hale. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's anyway. a pretty good one there. Grab you an OPA. Yeah, appreciate that there, Mister Beef. Um, but uh, according Beef. to Pale Hale, he's got uh, he's got a quick update here on Tank Booker. Apparently, he is set to um, uh, make a decision here soon, right? Yeah, I didn't know Ohio State was in the mix. That's kind of an interesting uh, team. Uh, sometimes Ohio State will offer a guy and maybe not want to take him or whatever, so you don't know. But he is from Cincinnati originally. So just to kind of if, – if you're fighting the home team there uh, and they really want him, that could be a tough pull. Uh, I mean, the kid played the Big Ten at Maryland. I mean, obviously, Ohio State is a tremendous program, and it's his home state. So uh, I didn't know that. I thought the Gamecocks maybe were kind of battling A&M and Arkansas. But um, we'll see how it turns out because uh, sometimes a, a kid will put a team in his top five and it's they don't really – they're not really doing much with him, so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But, uh, you know, Hale said he felt pretty good. That's kind of the feedback I've gotten, so we'll see, you know. And, and I don't okay. I don't ever count this staff out in any scenario. <laughs> I've learned that. No. You know, I mean, it's like, oh, now. he is from Ohio. He does have an Ohio State offer, but, you know, maybe they get him. Who knows? I mean, that's uh, 
these guys do a great job. Uh, I think we've seen that, and it's only getting better. I mean, it seems like every day I read something that's kind of as a even a guy's covered recruiting for as long as I have it surprises me. Yeah, and I'm like, what about oh, I mean, what about the what about the kid from Utah State and McClendon? What's the timeline on their announcements? Good feedback on both. I'm not sure of a timeline on either. Uh, I think the kid from Utah State may come relatively quick, but. Um, and, and maybe McClendon too. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time kind of getting a beat on who else is after McClendon. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's anybody that's that difficult to overcome. So, um, we'll see what happens there. And then AJ, of course, I think is, uh, is, uh, Washington, you know, Washington state, obviously right there. I mean, he could probably throw a rock and hit the campus from his house. Right. An electric bike. Same, yeah. Pasco is in the same kind of Southeastern Washington area. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a matter with him. Does he want to come stay, go, go back home or does he want to uh, come to his new home? As they say, the welcome home here at uh, in South Carolina. So we'll see what happens. I'm probably going to follow up with some contacts this weekend about some different matters about football. And I'm sure these guys will come up. So I'll have, I'll have more. Uh, pertaining to this weekend, uh, anything else on the football docket we're not aware of outside of practice? Um, probably some unofficial visitors, obviously next weekend, JB with the, uh, the, um, the daggum spring game, spring game. there's a load of visitors coming in. So, uh, they, they probably will not have heavy foot traffic, uh, uh visitor wise this weekend, but, uh, there could be some guys locally that, that, that come through just like David Sanders was there yesterday. Uh, and a lot of great things to say about, uh, you know, his visit right at the road in Charlotte and, you know, uh, had some, I mean, that they did it right. You know, they got, these guys always seem to, to do well with everything. So we'll see, uh, see what happens uh, moving forward. Uh, it is 1147. I know we've got one more, uh, to squeeze in here. When we return, we will set the final stage for Carolina and LSU games two and possibly three coming up today. And then, you get the weekend off. Uh, you won't have to worry about whether Carolina wins or loses Saturday and Sunday. Um, and we, if you haven't been around, maybe don't know who, we'll tell you who will be at both Carolina Rise events coming up here soon. Uh, 20 days away from the first one, 22 from the second in the low country. So don't go anywhere inside the Gamecocks from the Sinorama Studios. And this week, teed up by TravelingCountryClub.com. We'll be right back. Pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. 
Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Daddy, I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As you all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation or, you know, more likely your first, so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks the Show. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Cox! Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. John B. at ExpressSunrooms.com is an email address to get in touch with them, to contact them about setting up an appointment to talk about maybe enclosing a porch or a patio for you this summer. Um, Brooks just picked up another stroke. He's down 11. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, It looks like uh, it's going to be pretty close to 3 o'clock. And then that weather will start moving in um, for, you know, so let's, you know, look, best case scenario, they get two in and Carolina wins both of them. Um, but I, I'd, I'd say it wouldn't be a, but wouldn't be a horrible scenario to, uh, to, to get, to, to get, I'm sorry, gets three in, two in today, gets three in and wins both of them. It wouldn't be a hor- horrible scenario to just get one in today. And win that one too. Uh, Preston Thorne asked me this morning, "Is it still considered a sweep if you go two for two? I said, "Well, yeah, you can sweep a double header, right? Why? Why would? Yeah, of course it's a sweep." Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Lineup has not changed from yesterday, except for uh, Jack Mahoney is on the bump for South Carolina guys. And uh, the flip side, LSU, who's Ty Floyd, uh, the junior righty, is five and zero. With a 2.87 earned run average, 31 and a third, 10 walks, and 36 strikeouts. A stark contrast compared to yesterday's 5 and 0 from Paul Skeens, who carried just a 0.81 earned run average in the game with 83 Ks in 44 and a third innings pitched. So, um, really, 
Unbelievable. By the way, his ERA, because of yesterday, has skyrocketed to 1.14. JC, I just saw – I just saw before we get to uh, Carolina Rise stuff. I, I did maybe it's somebody that that heard it, or maybe somebody that was listening to us. But somebody in the message boards um, was asking uh, about Tommy Moody's grand slam call from last night, and again, it it was the best he's ever been. Um, they for whatever reason have not been doing these recaps like they used to, but I'm going to text Derek. He's going to be a little bit busy for a little while in case anybody's wondering. He's got to call the games. But um, I will text Derek and figure out how they ask him, hey, man, can you release a highlight montage, somehow get your hands on it from last night? And if he can't or doesn't have time to, I'll just ask him to direct me where to go because it's not on the Learfield site. I've looked everywhere. It's not anywhere. But if he could give me something, I'll just go in and fix it in – the way we, you know, we do our stuff with audition, and I'll put it out there as long as they okay it, because I know a lot of yeah, people want that'd to be great. It. So, um, great. so I'll try to. If Derek can't do it, I'll just try to at least get it out for us. Hey, um, Carolina Rise events are coming up, JC, and I think one of the things I can't wait to see the most is this group of offensive linemen have a wing eating contest. Oh yeah, but, we got um, Sidney Fugar, Nick Gargiulo. I talked to actually Vershawn Lee, Ja'Kai Moore, and Trey Jones last night. Tyshawn Wanamaker is supposed to be there, and Jalen Nichols. So the whole group of offensive linemen, probably everybody except Case and Henry, that's probably going to play this year, uh, will be there. And you, you got to feed those guys, right? And uh, the wing eating contest, first prize five hundred dollars cash, right? Um, also talked to uh, our friends at Palmetto Autographs are going to be there sponsoring the event. Uh, they're going to have I, a lot of their uh, – they, they can do way more than I can as far as uh, signed stuff and memorabilia. And so they're going to be there, and a portion of their sales go uh, to the fundraiser. We're going to have uh, many footballs there for everybody that has a ticket where you can get uh, players to sign, 10 20 bucks, something like that. Um, and included in your ticket admission, of course, is food. Uh, kids under seven, uh, no ticket required. Wait, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is always an argument with people. Is it under seven or seven and under? Seven and yeah. under. Look, and nobody's going to be checking ID, right? <laughs> you better so you bring your seven-year-old. You show up with your kid as long as it's a kid and not a not a middle schooler, because you know the middle. Uh, trust me, we just we just had two middle schoolers tear through our house in those three years. Now nah, you got to pay for them to eat, man. Yeah. <laughs> those those jokers will eat. <laughs> they'll, they'll be going back for fifths. Uh, we got football players to feed, uh, but no, uh, you know nobody's going to be sitting there going, "Give me your kid's birth certificate at the door." This isn't Disney, right? <laughs> There's no magic band. So uh, bring, yeah, just bring your kids. Okay, is my point. Uh, yeah. As long as you have an adult ticket, uh, you know. Now look, don't abuse it. I mean, don't don't buy one adult ticket for forty bucks and bring six kids. You know, yeah. let's try to at least have a, a mom and well, a, or two parents or, or let's two keep adults. Our, or, you know, all that. But yeah, let me I'm, I'm let me clean this up for you. I know. Uh, let me just say it very sternly so people understand this. This is a fundraiser for the football players. This isn't J.C. and Carolina Rise and his brother Cam taking a bunch of money and shoving it in their pockets. If you don't want to support no, the football yeah. players, don't come. That's fine. 
Uh, but if you do come, understand that, like, you're stealing money from NIL. You can complain and bitch about NIL all you want to, but if you're going to try to shortchange people at a NIL event, kind of double-sided. So this is an yeah, NIL yeah. event to help these guys. But, but I also don't want a family of four to have to pay $200 to come. I mean, you know, it, it's not right. – the cost of, of the kids coming is not going to – I mean, you get them – I mean, I don't know. There's little sippy cups and with straws and stuff. They can get expensive, but uh, you know, no, I, I'm kidding. It, it's a family. You know, it, the whole point of Carolina football in general is family. That's you know, right. so I would be a, I would be a jerk if I was like, nah, the kids got to pay. You know, you are. Uh, Seventy six says he hates crowds rather just share a brewski with some of you guys. But you should buy a ticket. Don't come to the event, and then come to the after party <laughs> <laughs> with me. Me and, wait, wait, me, whoa, me whoa, and Flint, we've we're already planted it, man. We're going to invade Flint's house. So, uh, no. uh, Mar- my friend Margo just he's bought her ticket. She'll be there. So, yeah. It'll be, uh, it, selfishly, it'll be fun to catch up with everybody because, uh, like I said, I don't get back. I don't always get back. But, uh, yeah, do that. Also, on, on the point of Carolina Rise, folks, look at what happened last night, okay? In, in Kingston, this is not me talking. Mark Kingston said it on the show. Had it, yeah. weren't, it were not for Carolina Rise, i.e., and I know all, most all of you, most all of you in the chat box, everybody are all members. Look at what you've done, okay? Yeah. And the NIL is negative as it is. The positive is for the first time, fans uh, and their generosity and, and, and giving and memberships to different things and supporting because uh, you, you also support local business when you support Carolina Rise because we help promote them. Uh, kind of cross the road on the show and everywhere else. Think of what you've done. Look at this baseball team. Because Kingston said it, we would not have any of these players had it not been for Carolina Rise. And baseball is, a, you know, 30, 20, 30% of what we do. Most of it's football. Uh, and obviously that's going well as far as retention and stuff. But the baseball kids don't get full scholarships, most of them. A lot of them, Gavin Costas is a walk-on. No, okay? none of them do. Actually. Yeah, none none of, nobody gets. I mean, it's eleven point seven to divide up. So even like thousand dollars a semester goes a long way with these guys, and they're very appreciative and thankful. Uh, like I told Whittle, I said we may do that Cleveland Indians Panax commercial. Well, these guys, hey, we're the Gamecocks, we're back. Uh, right. But there's fifteen of them that you guys, you folks out there that support Carolina Rise, are directly responsible for, and you know Ethan Petri, Petri included, Petri. Yeah. Enjoy the game, folks. We love you. Uh, absolutely. Remember, Kaba, Mo Kaba, Marcellus Dial, Juju, Xavier Leggett, they'll all be there in addition to Mario Anderson and to carry on Joiner as well. Uh, so make sure you get those tickets. Tell your friends, and we look forward to seeing you there. Congratulations to Aliyah Boston, Bree Beal, Zaya Cook, and Leticia and me here. They're all invited uh, to the uh, WNBA draft and uh, we look forward to seeing them go on Monday night. But between now and then, happy Masters, happy Good Friday, happy Easter, and go Gamecocks. Thanks for watching and listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show from the Sinorava Studios. Thanks to Meredith Taylor, Michael Manis, and John Whittle. And always to these clowns, I guess is what y'all are called. Not me, just you. We'll see this you Monday us. back at 11 on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. <laughs>